Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Clawson for this uh, phonus episode is Dave Anthony. Hello, Dave. <laughs> you call it a phonus episode? It's phonus. Hello. I it's all branded, man. I brought my deep voice. My whole world is uh, branded yeah. in this weird way that nobody understands. I love it. Here's how you should get your podcast out to the most amount of people, Dave. Give it a weird name like Tofop for a yeah. start that nobody really understands, yeah. even the people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Then have someone leave. And just <laughs> rename it Fofop. But it's still, it's, it's under the Tofop things, you know, iTunes and stuff. Yeah. So even the few people who understand what that is, don't when know. I'm branding things with, what is Fofop? What is, what is Tofop? Happening? Are you misspelling that? Why are you calling yourself I, Phil Anderson? I don't understand what is going on. I don't want to listen to your podcast. It's already confused me. It's all over the map. Right. But this is a phonus episode because yes. what this is going to be is a, a spoiler-filled episode. So I want to say up the top right now. So I'm going to put it out in between normal episodes. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you're missing out. If you want to um, watch the movie we're going to talk about, then oh, which is Man of Steel, so I probably yeah. should say that. That's the yep. best way. Superman, <laughs> for those of you who don't know right. who that is. Right. That, <laughs> Superman, uh, colon, if, Man of Steel. If you don't know who Man of Steel is, you can listen. Right. Because you you're not going to care. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're a person who is going to see Man of Steel, or yeah. you're a person who is never going to... Uh, or if you're a person who's never going to see Man of Steel, or if you've already seen it, yeah. this Good. episode will be fun. Yeah. And, and then if you see it, you can, you can then... Go back and listen to this. Or if you're just the perverted person who yeah. wants to hear about uh, what is shit about a movie and then go and say Yes. <laughs> That's also very recommended. Now, uh, I've made a bit of an assumption there also that you thought it was shit because um, here's uh, the message that I got uh, from you after you saw the movie. We need to talk about Superman. <laughs> and... And I didn't get from that message that you were like, we need to talk about how awesome Superman was. I can For say two reasons. One, because of the message, and two, because I'd already seen Superman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd already seen Superman. Uh, I'm conflicted. Right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk through that, Dave. Yeah. You what are you conflicted about? There were parts that were great and there right. were parts that were awful. There, okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that up front as well. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Like, I sat there and was entertained yeah. for most of the movie. Yeah, I would say overall I right. enjoyed it. But there yes. were parts where... Terrible. Where you want to turn to Horrible. someone and go next to you and go, is this what they're doing? Are they really doing this? And honestly, there is a transition halfway through. Like, And, you know, we'll talk to this and we'll go mm-hmm. through the movie bit by bit as we go. Yeah. But that... Like, the first half of the movie, you're like, okay, yeah, I get this. It's from, like, the people who bought us, you know, Batman Begins. Like, Christopher Nolan's involved. Goya's written the script. It's got a bit Mm -hmm. of that flashback. It's given it some heart. Like, massive spoilers. Like, you know, you get to see him, like, his dad sacrificing his life. Yeah. So that, like, you know, you go like, oh, yeah, that gives him some yep. some depth, some yep. some emotion that he's going to have to work uh-huh. through. This idea that his very own father sacrificed his own life so that the people of the world would not know this secret. Yep. And now the secret's going to be out. Yeah. The reason he's, that's fucking, that's nice. That's, yeah, it's great. That's good weighty stuff. Yeah. And then at halfway, it was like they just went... Yeah, well, we're done with that. Uh, get on a roller coaster for 45 minutes. Come on, guys. Do you want to see Superman fight people in there? That'd be cool. It was like two different movies. Two, it was like it was like from dawn till dusk. Yes. Like from dusk till dawn. Yes. The, the other scene. That so was you, you didn't like the action parts at all? No, I thought, I thought in their own ways, both of those bits worked. Yeah. I just thought it was really weird that they didn't at any stage thought they could combine like making int- an interesting movie with an action film and they just thought oh we'll do all the fucking eat your vegetables <laughs> and then you will get your dessert but you have to eat your vegetables first 
Well, okay, let's talk about the beginning because mm. the opening was awesome. Yep. Yeah, okay, the opening is awesome. If I'd gone to say, hey, would you like to see Russell Crowe in Lord of the Rings? Well, that well, that's a big problem with the movie is Russell Crowe. Like, so, okay. Here's but, here's something. Here's right. something about Russell Crowe that I've noticed in Russell Crowe films. Right. For instance, American Gangster. Uh huh. When they write the part, it's small. <laughs> And Russell Crowe attaches himself, yeah. and Russell Crowe says, I want to be in more of the movie. And right. then they write more part for Russell Crowe that doesn't make sense. Right. And that definitely happened in American Gangster, where it's like, why is he in the movie now? Just do your little part. Knock it out of the park like Alec, Alex Baldwin did in Glengarry Glen Ross and take your accolades. But the more you stretch it out, the, right. the you're not as good in that part now. Now it's just a weird part. And that's what it was in this movie. Very much in this movie. So, um, I don't so even... He starts out in the big... Right. You see him on, on Krypton. On Krypton. And you see and why... And shit's about to go wrong. Yeah. And the whole idea, like, the, the whole premise is the idea, you know, that everyone... There hasn't been natural birth on Krypton for years. Which I don't... Why is that? They, so, they're... So they're well, I, I, I didn't quite understand that. Does that... Like, so they're, they're selectively uh, engineering people to be... Certain certain things, things for the good of society because so they're running out of natural resources. But does that mean that does that mean that that it's illegal to to make a baby on your own? I feel like I wasn't sure about like that, or or if it just hadn't, if nobody just did it anymore, and if they if they didn't do it anymore, how, like what's their birth control like? Like what's how does it all work? <laughs> <laughs> like if you're like okay, no more babies, and everyone's like, all right, they have kryptonite condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that seems like, they, like you would it would kill your heart on. <laughs> uh, certainly, at the start, it was very much data steel. Like it was Russell Crowe's movie. Yes. You know, like that first ten minutes is like a really cool Action. sort of if Gladiator was in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it movie. Is. Yeah, it was like, like Russell Crowe's in great shape. He rides a dragon horse or he's something. Making some that was a bit weird though. It was like a you're bit in weird. the future. I'm fine with this them being it's on a different the future, planet. It's the past. Oh, that's a good point. You're in the, <laughs> you're on another planet. I don't know what the fuck you are. Like you're in an alien world. You're in an alien world where all their technology yeah. seems to be made of. You know when you go to the mall for Christmas and you can put your face in one of those metal things. Yeah. And then you give it to someone as yeah. a gift, and on the on they have a creepy like face of you yeah, made out can, of metal they things. They can just make metal out of like, hey, I want to see, I want to see a a. a like a lamp and then a lamp is made out of metal. Like right. it's just like then why do you have a crazy old it's dragon like, horse? It's like the high but the weird thing about the metal technology and right through the movie, like the spaceships made out of this metal technology. Yeah. Like it's like it's like they got really obsessed with that weird like they it was did. like if everything was made out of three D magic eye technology. Yeah, they did. totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you see it in three D? I did not. Oh uh, yeah, I saw it in three D. Okay, I didn't see it in three D. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the, it, it visually looks fantastic. Yeah. I don't think I think there's two real strengths of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think if they, which are that visually, I, I do think it looks fantastic. Like, I, he, yeah, I agree. When he flies, it looks great. great. Yeah, like they've done that great thing of like he cuts enough good angles on like you know when he's taking off and stuff that yeah. you get the sense of it without the ridiculous yeah nature when, of when it. He's learning to fly, you, it like works. Like you get it. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny enough, but it doesn't demean the kind of serious character that they're yeah. like, you know, they've given him. I, I, I really thought that that was really strong. Yeah. And I thought the casting was really strong. Casting was strong. I thought it was like one of those movies you were just going, this is a really well cast movie. Like everyone, 
Yeah, this should be better than it is. Like you've, you've picked yeah. all the right people. You have picked you all the right people. You just haven't given them much to do, or or given them. I will say too it's much too to much do. to do. Right. In a couple instances, <laughs> very much too much to do. Right. So, um, so Russell Crowe's a scientist. Now, I'm I'm assuming they're they're like it's something they're not having babies anymore because I got the impression. Yeah, they stopped that on their, their baby own. was a surprise. No, they were not supposed to see. They were not supposed to have that baby. Yeah. And they've essentially ruined their planet by making bad choices. Yeah. And he's the science guy. And for some reason, they're not listening to the science guy. No, the one who was specially bred. Because that was a bit weird at the start before they explained the, the whole baby. And this is the other thing that I don't get. is like, why does technology, like if it is futuristic technology, even if yeah. it's not in the future, yeah. why does it also then have to be combined with, like, why are they still living in caves? Like, why don't they yeah, actually I have apartments? They, nothing's and nice. Why is the, like, the babies, why are all the potential babies for Krypton kept in some underwater... In a matrix Matrix type, type Like a grape, you have to like dive grapes? into? They're Do they grapes? not have offices and, and keep passes? And then at and the top of that is an old skull? That, right? Yeah, it's all that very... powers... I mean, there were some things like that. that I mean... And I, this gets to the heart of what I, I, I realised by the end of the film mm. is my major problem with Superman and why I've never been like a massive, massive Superman I'm not a fan. huge Superman guy. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know that there was a Superman that came out in 2006. Oh, right. Because I was like... Oh, well, that's good I to know. I looked it up on IMDb and then I was yeah. like, what's this? Oh, there was another one? <laughs> and I watched the trailer. I was like, how did I never even know about that? Yeah, it was terrible. It must I must have heard about it and heard it was terrible and never went and forgot about it. Yeah, it was forgettable. But, the, but the, you know, I will say the, the first... Christopher Reeve Superman movie is a good film. Right. And, and, there's a I, and I still think maybe the best Batman. Yeah, I might say that. And well, he, um, uh, I think Henry Cavill, the guy who's playing Superman, like he looks the fucking part. Yeah, he does look the like, part. Like, you know, he looks the part both as, and you know, like both at the end with the, the Clark Kent moment. Yeah. Like he, he's totally goofy Clark Kent. Yeah. And but when he's been Superman, he looks like fucking Superman. Right, he does. Like, even when they're doing those early fucking tortured, um, yeah, uh, I'm into like uh, you know I'm in Pearl Jam. <laughs> yes. it, does, doesn't even an Eddie Vedder song come on as he's like coming out of the ocean in like? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, so I think part of my problem with Superman is that he's an alien. At the end of the day. He's still an alien. Like you, he's, so is this like a? Uh, oh yeah, what are you doing? Coming to my country? Uh, yeah, Coming to my planet? Like a, <laughs> on your fancy sky Are you down, are you down taking on the our superhero jobs? Are you down on the sun coast yelling at people right now? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that you know he's always going to kind of win. Like he's like you know, and the aliens who come to Earth. I mean, seriously, I've never really got behind. I mean, Elf. Like, you know, was wisecracking and ate cats and E.T. Yeah. rode a bike. But like, there, there's never been much joy in aliens coming to Earth for human uh, beings. That's interesting. You know, usually it's the same trope, which is they're coming and they're going to uh, kill us all and take our resources. Yeah. That's like the main alien thing. Yeah, there's, you know, there's some interesting ideas. Brother from Another Planet was an interesting movie. But there's, you know, for the most part, it's... Yeah, not done very well. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm just like, eh, whatever, alien. Well, so you would rather he actually had superpowers, like was bitten by a strong caterpillar? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <coughs> yes, that is what I would prefer. <laughs> Here's the problem with the alien. <coughs> 
here's the problem with the ending part, and I have no, I, I have no problem with how it was set up, and I'm, like, you know, you have to, you have to, like, you have to ignore some things in the opening part, like the dragon that he flies on, right. and that kind of stuff. And that, uh, you really do have to ignore that, because that, sorry, that was my point, but that it was, it was few- jarring when he runs out, he's being, they're fighting, yeah. The bad guy, and he runs out, and then he like whistles his horse. Right, like it's, <laughs> like it's very, it's like Silverado the movie, and Kevin Costner whistles for his horse. It's it's very like wait, what? He's getting on a bug. All right, and, and also then, they do live in a future where the scientists are the fucking coolest action heroes of all time. Right, because this guy has been specially bred to be a scientist. And like that's he's, his. He's a fighting machine, premise, but he's just at once yeah. that time where he just like jumps out into the abyss, like you know, flies yeah. through the air. Like, I mean, action hero. It's like fucking Mission Impossible. If, if I was, if I was writing a film and there was a science guy fighting a general, I would have the science guy use science. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you also got to know Russell Crowe might say no to that. Right. Like you know, I don't know what kind of guy Russell Crowe is, but judging from what I've seen in in some movies, it seems like. He just wants to be a badass, which is fine. Yeah. You can do that, but you have to change the part. Right. And he was really good at it, by the way. Oh, I he thought, was great. Like, I thought he was doing... And, oh, man, it was, like, the perfect character for him, like, you know, particularly then, because he was getting to do all these action shit. Yeah. But he also got to make really, like, ponderous speeches that sounded like they were full of intellect, but actually yeah. weren't. Yeah, yeah, and That's yeah, his yeah, go-to yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, he puts his baby in a thing, and they shoot it off, and it goes to Earth. Yeah. Now... Let me just say that Batman, or sorry, Superman, is a film that should n- not be told in a non-linear fashion. Right. That was to me the biggest problem with the movie is was that the I, flashback. I didn't care that much. Right. Because the, I didn't get to know that kid. He he like they showed one scene with him, and all of a sudden he's pushing a bus out of a river and saving kids. And you're like, no, that happened too fast. Yeah. I don't know this kid. I don't know what the deal is with the parents. You gotta. You really have to show the parents find the baby. Like you have to show. You have to show all that stuff, or else it's just weird. It was weird. Right. The whole time you're thinking, wait, how did they make this work? What. What's going on? It was just all very like yeah no because but because the thing is you're with him like already yeah like you know that he's at least you know he's fine mm-hmm. you know he's working in some bars yeah he's doing some fishing yeah he's in good nick boy he's fine you know there's a thing and I don't know if you saw that thing I wrote on um, Tumblr but I rewrote the the opening scene to Deliverance to what it would be today and and it would be as I wrote it would be uh, there's a you would just come in on a camera over the river and then you'd move into the woods and you see a canoe and then you'd go in and see a guy being raped in the woods by two hillbillies and and then you just pull out and go back over and see his dead friend and then go back up the river like that would be the opening destroying all sense of surprise or twist or anything and that's what i felt like once the once we got to earth right don't like i know what's going to happen but Built up to. I mean, I guess they were like everyone knows that Superman is, but it still, it still loses something because you're showing all the action first, and it's totally unnecessary. The first thing he does is that oil rig stuff. He saves some guys from a fire, and it's like, what are you really? You're going straight to that, right? Straight to that. Yeah. After all the action shit I just saw, now you have a lull. You can take some time to build up the character, show him as a boy. Like fuck that. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Show him as a baby breaking his crib or something. Like, 
You know what I mean? Well, you know what I thought was an unusual choice? And I don't know why I was confronted by this. But I was, and maybe it was because I was in 3D on a really big screen mm. on the first day of Superman. Uh, but when they showed his cock, I thought that was a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a baby penis, but it was Superman's baby penis. It's like, is that, that's Superman's penis. I didn't even notice Why that. are they showing Superman's it, penis? It barely comes through in 2D. Just right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice that they make the penis come out. <laughs> um, there was a couple of cock-based things. Didn't you that's think an it interesting, was... That's an interesting statement. I didn't think I'd hear that today. <laughs> There's a couple of cock-based things. Well, don't you remember when they sent um, Zod and his, like, army to the fucking... Um, the, oh, the whatever they call it, the the zone, the oh the uh, into the phantom zone into the oh yeah the phantom yeah, zone. into the phantom zone the triangle or square or whatever it was right I, I I was honestly about to say the pyramid zone and I was like that's not right <laughs> and now it's not the pyramid zone yeah they sent them into a dodecahedron right which is so, excited so when they sent them there do you remember when they like put them into those things that flew off yes they looked like cocks they do you did not look remember? like cocks they had the balls on the feet well, and then they were giant cocks and they flew into the air I was Superman's like, ship when he comes in a baby looks like a giant penis right that's all I kept thinking it was like. It looks like a, looks like a penis. There's a lot of cocks in it. There's a lot of cocks. It's in like it. it's a dare. <laughs> it's like like to count the cocks or see, just see like how, see how many cocks. <laughs> you just you doing Superman? You doing Man of Steel? Are you serious? Let's just see how many. Like when they were teenagers, Zack Snyder said to one of his friends, "Hey, I'm gonna, if I ever get to direct a Superman film, do you know what I'm going to do? Let me tell you one word." <laughs> Cox. Man of Steel, if uh, you know what I'm saying. You know what you're drawing on your on your uh, folder right yeah. now? That's what, uh, that's, that's, that's the Superman that's movie I'm going to make. He's going to come to Earth in a cock. <laughs> Baby in a cock. I'd like to think that that was actually true because there was a distinct lack of humor in the film. Oh my God, that was my biggest problem with it. Right. How do you fucking make a movie today and make it completely humorless? I mean... all the uh, Batman, all those movies have humor... And that's not, that's, th- like, that's just something you have to have in films now. But one of the great things about Superman is that, like, it's a fish out of water story. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fish out of, it is a fish but out of water. It's your classic fish out of water story. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have so many opportunities. Like you were saying, when he's a child. Yes, when, when he's, he's a getting child. to know his powers. Yeah, when he's, when he's fl- trying to blend in. When he's flying or when he finds the dick spaceship. Right. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> it's like, so we tell anyone else that this looks like a giant cock? When his dad opens up the barn doors, he doesn't go, hey, dad, that looks dad. like I came here to dick. Right? Like, <laughs> you sure? He's like, well, son, we all came here in a dick. We are. <laughs> Some dicks it, bigger than others. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor, son. Uh, so, they, so they get to Earth. He's so he's doing his moody fishing boat years. Yeah, that, going you, from now, bar to bar. Were you? Did you feel the same as me? Like, why is this? Ha- like, why would you go straight to? Like, they did two or three, right? Right. They showed the bar. They showed the the fishing boat. And here's the other thing, that by just, the way, the the bath scene, right? So he's protecting a girl in the bath. That's okay. I get that. That's good yeah, character. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just trying to show that he has a sense of yeah. you know natural justice, and he uh-huh. can't help but you know want to help and all those sort of things. I get that, right? Yeah. But then, for a guy who's, like, trying to disappear, who's so good at new identities and, like, forging documents and stuff so that he can be off the grid, 
Don't you think it's going to attract some attention when you wrap his truck around power lines? Around, it wasn't power lines. It was like it was, he put like five uh, cut up logs through the truck. Oh, that's what it was. And yeah, then right. stuck it up like yeah. like it was like crazy. Like it was art. No, it was like art. And it was yeah. also. And it was uh, one of the rare funny moments in the film. It was maybe the only funny moment in the film. and But also no one heard that. Right. He did that quietly. quietly. He, does he also have superpowers He's to make him quiet? Superman. <laughs> And then the last part of that is the guy who walks out and sees his truck like that just goes, oh. Oh, well. <laughs> Guess that happens, I suppose. Not that happened again. I can't believe that happened I again. I mean, wow. And then the other part. <laughs> Global the, warming. The other part of that, we're supposed to be following Superman on a journey. Right. Which doesn't really make, you don't know why he's taking that journey. Well, that's the other thing is. <laughs> is it, he it, Wolverine is what I was thinking? Well, there is a bit of Wolverine about it. Yeah, but, but why but the other thing same... is, Well, I kind of, you kind of, I think that. You're meant to believe, but there's no evidence to show that this actually was what was happening. Yeah. Because also, there's a lot of just scenes of him hitchhiking and stuff. Yeah. That- and you're like, he has superpowers. Like, <laughs> seriously. I mean, well, you that- can't tell me that he's like so off. He just smashed a fucking truck around logs, but he can't fucking but here- run from one place to the other. <laughs> but that. here's the problem with the nonlinear storytelling. Right. Is later you find out that, that Kevin Costner died telling him not to show his powers right. off. So it doesn't make sense when he's hitchhiking and walking around and not fighting a guy in a bar until later, right. which isn't how that works. Because then that character, you don't understand why he's doing the things he's doing. And it's a bit the same with, I would assume, the reason that isn't really spelled out, but I think probably was originally spelled out and got taken out or whatever was, that he was going towards wherever they discovered this. You know, because he ends up... You know, at where they've discovered the, the, the yeah, outbase. The, the yeah. yeah, but how does he know that? Like it's all right, very... but that's but yeah, I know, but I but that's what it should have been, right? Yeah, that should he should have been tra- following some sort of trail towards some mysterious yeah. thing that he was drawn to for whatever reason or whatever, or something starts beeping in the spaceship yeah. he has at his house or anything right. to make it give him a reason to be going up to the right. North Pole. He just coincidentally happens <laughs> after a bar job goes wrong to stumble upon <laughs> a spaceship, a, a spaceship from Krypton. <laughs> Pretty lucky, I suppose. Uh, so, and so that is what happens. Like he, he's, you know, he's doing his, you know, moody years. Yeah. And um, and then he ends up, you know, at the he, he, and then again, Lois Lane's there. Which do we want to get in there? We we in the uh, get it up? No, this is the whole point of this. Is we're here to talk. Lois about Lane is a terrible character in this movie. I don't think they do a good job with her. No. And Look. I think Amy Adams, by the way, is excellently cast as Lois Lane because, like, Lois Lane was never meant to be the most beautiful. She was meant to be the smartest girl in the room, the one who could, like, you know, t- like, you know for the Superman, yeah. yeah, this woman makes complete sense, I reckon, Amy yeah. Adams. Like, she can play that definitely, but they gave her nothing to, to play with. But here's the problem, is that, that the way that character was written originally, it's, it's one of those roles that women hate. It's a lady who sits around baking pies for Superman. Right. I mean, it's not a great role. It's just someone who fawns over him and is in love with him, and it's there's nothing else to it, really. Right. So what they've decided to do was to make her something bigger. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that ends up her being a newspaper reporter flying a bomb into a spaceship. Right. <laughs> okay. 
So I mean, none of that works. Here's what she she does well. <clears throat> she takes shit in her stride. <laughs> I think her overwhelming. Yeah, in this movie, she's like she is unflappable. She is completely unflappable. unflappable. She is completely. She meets an, un- an alien. Unflappable. Unflappable. There's no point where she's like, "What in the fuck is happening?" Right. And maybe Dave, that's how you win a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's how. But the fact that she's on that ship, flying that, flying his small spaceship right. to the bigger spaceship as the way to thwart them is just insane. Either take the character. And, and make her not a reporter and completely obliterate it or don't do that. But you can't do both. Right. Because then it's just forced and weird and stupid. And the whole time she's on that ship, all I'm thinking is, why is she on this plane? Why is she doing... Why is Lois Lane wearing a flight suit? Right. Like, none of it makes sense. Uh, well, it's kind of... The, there is a point where you're like, are they a team now? <laughs> are they a crime-fighting team? Is that is that the new Superman? Which is fine, but... Because, it, you know, she's doing as much as he is well, for a lot of the movie. Yeah, and I don't, she's doing a lot. And I also feel like they don't give her any room to have any emotional reaction to the fact that she was taken up in an alien spaceship right. and she was interrogated, that yeah. she was like... They, it's like they cut all that... They cut out that part, which which would be the interesting part right. of the character and just put her into action She's got to be, like, conflicted at least. She's got to be scared at some point. She's got to feel like, you know, flying with Superman is amazing. Yeah, any of those things. Yeah, they, they didn't... Like, how much ambient are you on? I Like, to me, I specifically remember being a boy and watching Christopher Reeve fly with Lois Lane, or Superman fly with Lois Lane, and that was a good actress because you could feel what she was feeling. Like, this is fucking crazy. That doesn't happen. That never happens in this movie. No. Ever. Not once. No. And that goes to the losing the humor part. Right. I, I right? And Yeah. And again, Lois Lane. I mean, this is like, you know, a character that if they, they could have written up. See, here's the thing. I didn't mind the way they brought her into it. I actually didn't mind that. I got, I was like, okay, she's a, you know, she's yeah, she's an yeah, award-winning yeah. journalist. I didn't mind that, yeah. You know, she's yeah. following a big story. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, she's heard about this thing. She's petitioned. They're in Canada. Yeah, so, and, you, know, so you know, no rules. Like, it was that, <laughs> but that's what it was like. It was like, because um, <clears throat> like in America, they're about, uh, we're going through emails. Yeah. We can stop a reporter from looking at our alien shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, they're in Canada. No, Canada. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, U.S. hands are tied. <laughs> so, As we all know, United States of America cannot do anything outside of the United States of America. <laughs> so, I but I didn't mind that. And her first few lines were kind of, I assume they were going to make her really sort of wisecracking, like really sort of, you know, smart, you know, reporter. Yeah. Because she has that little exchange uh, with uh, SVU guy. Yeah. About yeah. <laughs> special victims units there. <laughs> And that's a weird thing, is that the special <laughs> victims unit is in charge of the spaceship. That's odd. It's an odd choice. But they thought there might have been some diddling going on. <laughs> so um, she has that exchange where, you know, it, it seems like it's all being sort of, you know, they're, they're being civil. And then you realize that, you know, she sued them to be there. And, yeah. and you go, oh, great. They're making her this sort of, you know, hard-ass journalist. Hard-ass journalist. Yeah. That's a good, I don't that mind good that as choice. a choice. Yeah. And that gives her an excuse to be here yep. and see this story yep. and meet. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yep. And then they just didn't really do that. No, they did something completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And that also makes me... I wonder if 
the way they got big actors to do parts like that was to say, we'll give you a bigger, meatier role. Yeah, but here's what I would say to that is that I think the role of Lois Lane in Superman is so, like, tied up in that story that you could give someone a meaty role without having them, uh, you know, they don't have to fight aliens. I think, well, did you see... Like, I don't think Amy Adams is... I mean, she did Julie and Julia. Someone just wrote I don't think she's going into things going, I have to fight aliens. There's a New Yorker blog. Someone just wrote a article that they that of the 600 movies playing in New York right now uh, 92% of them are about male stories right male leads mm. so I, I definitely think if you're a female in Hollywood you're like what the fuck is happening can I have more to do there might be a reaction to that I don't know I don't know why you would take that role and make it as big as they did because it doesn't it, it, there's no point where she's on the plane where you're going yeah cool there, you're the whole time, every time you see her you go why is she on the plane she goes because I have a secret right we'll just tell the expert military guys the secret because <laughs> you can you can you actually have a voice and an ab- she didn't have any secret it was just put the key in the fucking thing there was nothing there was no reason for her to be there he, I, I felt like everyone was a bit too business as usual Yes. Like in the whole movie? Yeah. Like, you know, this is, isn't, a, a couple of days ago, it was revealed that there's a, like, you know, because Zod, so here's what happens. Zod comes down, because uh, right. they got released from the Phantom Zone when Krypton blew up. Yeah. And they've been um, traveling through space, like, you know, collecting. They've been more, looking around for, for Superman. They've been looking for Superman. And other, and other Kryptonites. Yeah. Kryptonites? Because Zod. Kryptoners? Kryptonians. Kryptonians. So, so Zod, they're going to planets and they're finding yeah. so they, everyone's dead. Because they did this thing at the start where they like because so that you knew how evil Zod was. Yeah. Um, that he his plan was to kind of you know have a new Krypton, uh, but on a different planet, but yeah. with only selected breeding. The good, the good ones. Just the good ones. Yeah. It was implied. You yeah. know, they gave you a little bit of like, oh yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> As opposed to Russell Crowe and his wife, who had a baby and sent it out and was just continuing their bloodlines. I kind of thought Russell yeah. Crowe was being a little bit hypocritical when he was like, yeah. Zog can't choose his bloodlines. By the way, we're just sending out our baby. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it is revealed a bit later on that he sent out with, um, and this is why Zod's after Superman in particular, is that... Um, uh, Jor-El sent out the, the codex which had all the oh. you know, all of Krypton's um, you know future yeah so they can genetically recreate yeah Krypton Krypton so uh, he, he sent it out in Superman though yeah I mean he injected it into for him. me that's a really bad idea right. like I don't know why you do that like I'm just gonna put everybody inject, in there inject a humanity into you son <laughs> And then I'll just shoot that into space. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> that should be the plot for Superman 2, Man of Steel 2. It should be like Superman's having sex with Lois and he jizzes out kryptonites. <laughs> <laughs> don't wipe it up. Don't wipe it I don't, I don't know what to do. Just don't touch it. <laughs> well, I can't lay here like this. <laughs> just let me think. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so Zod comes to Earth, tells everybody, oh, here's what I found interesting about Zod when he came to Earth. So Michael Shannon plays Zod. By the way, I love, that was my favorite character. I thought that... I love him. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I thought they gave him one or two 
scenes where they left him hanging on a big line sure. where you were like, I just feel like a better director. Like, you know, sometimes it felt like he was just shouting a little bit and they just they'd go flick to the next scene. Whereas yeah. a better director would have that moment really be a moment. Yeah. And I felt like he was like, I thought he's acting, he was right there in the moment and whatever was going on with the film at the time, sometimes it was like he was being, it was like he was doing an audition in like a plain white room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, no. And they're like, oh, this should be, is there not a, is, was Hans Zimmer having a day off? I mean, surely. Yeah. They're, they're lucky it was in the hands of such a capable actor. And he's very good. And he's got his Zod squad. Like, so. Do they call it the Zod squad? No, but I do. <laughs> Come on, Zod squad, let's go get him. But he does a great job. And they, they all, yeah, look great. And you get. I thought his fighting scenes, like, you know, like I said, all that action stuff. Like they great. do, They do a really good job. They do a of, really nice job of the action stuff. And it is really cool to see, and on 3D, on a big screen, like, see Superman and Zod, two guys who are flying, also have a fight with each other yeah. and smash each other. They yeah. do a... They do a really good job with that. I think all that stuff's good. Yeah. And so, but Zod, this is weird. So he comes to Earth to announce that, you know... Hey, we're looking for... We're like, we, hey, we would like our alien. Right, we'd like our alien. And you don't know who he is. Right. <laughs> but give him to us. Give us a... <laughs> <laughs> and they give him... They they give him Alf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just feed him cats. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've bought 20 years. <laughs> We will need to come up with another plan, but we've stalled him with Elf. Yeah, this is the only guy, this is the only alien we know. We're going to miss the show. <laughs> uh, so uh, Zod announces this to the world. Through, all, all the telecommunications are taken over, uh-huh. right? As he comes down, everyone's phone. Everything. Everybody's TV. Light, first he turns off the lights. Turns off. <laughs> he, he wants like a movie theater experience. <laughs> the thing about Zod is he knows he knows that, that people will watch TV more right. and enjoy it more if the lights are off. Right. So yeah. he turns off all the lights. Right. And, and interestingly There's enough, some previews. When, when <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> And interestingly enough, when he when when Zod turns off the lights all over the world, all the lights go dink. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> Someone must have bought a lot of that sound effect way, way back right? in the day, and is like, let's just use it whenever yeah, we can. This will be the thing we do. Right. Just like if I'm trying to uh, if I'm trying to sneak around someone's house, <laughs> that cat sound is in so many movies. What what's going on with that? The weird cat? thing about the dink sound uh, at the at the Kent farm was it dinked when the lights went out, then the lights came back on after the message. Right. And then it was, right, so the it was light... working again. So it didn't blow? <coughs> yeah. It doesn't dink because mean the, the dink light... sounded like the fluorescent. Yeah, right. That's isn't that the phosphor oh the thing inside the bulb <laughs> popped. We'll get whoever's a science expert, right. you can tell us. Yeah. Jorel could tell us <laughs> if, he wasn't, if he wasn't jumping onto a flying dragon at the same time. So, like all scientists. What I love is in the future, even when scientists uh, have been developed or in the past future, mm-hmm. um, even when scientists have been developed since birth to be scientists, yeah. and even when they can ride flying dragons, and even when they have this awesome technology, they still aren't trusted on the subject of global warming and right. energy resources. You would, think, you would think when your science expert comes to you and says, hey... 
let's not hollow out the planet because it will explode. People go, oh, well, you're the science right. guy. That's what you're bred for. Yeah, it was very, yeah. So, um, Zod... Uh, I get it, Goyer. It's about global warming. I get it. <laughs> you made your point, man. You really hit it. Subtle, smart, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Superman... Uh, sorry, no, so Zod announces to the world, hey, so on their screens, it comes up, you are not alone. Yeah, ooh. You are not alone. Ooh. And then it's coming up in different languages around the world as they go to, you are not alone in their own languages. Now, okay, firstly, is, does Zod really have that sort of, like, is Zod Radiohead? I know. Is that like, it was Zod, like the start like, of a... It's like Zod came here and right. hired a PR team. Right. And what's did the get, best did, way to freak yeah. people out? Did Bono get involved in this? <laughs> it feels like something from the Zoo TV tour. Is Zog coming down in a giant lemon? Is that what is happening? You are not allowed. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Come on, Edge, play the blues. <laughs> so so it, Zod and his Zod botherers come down and announce to everybody, you are not alone, you are not alone. Then he yeah. makes his speech that is translated into every language of the world. So yeah. did they? when did they do that? Like when did um, they? Well, they have nail because uh, the beacon only came up two days ago. Here's the thing, Alf told them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alf, the thing is, is, Alf for the last twenty years has been learning languages. Right. Well, that's he's he's been a sleeper agent. Yeah. Right. I, I love when they even like showed like a, a like a Nepalese people around a tent watching TV, and you're like, well, number one, congratulations for acting like they all sit around in tents. Right. But number two, but oh, I, I get it. They're even going for the tiny Nepalese language. Like it was just so fucking. Right. That that he he should have just come on screen and talked. Right. Yeah, that was very. I mean, no one cares about America. In the the idea of Superman is no one cares about Amer- anything but America. Like Superman. Wait, what are you saying? Well, most of Superman traditionally, I know they branched out a little bit over the years. Yeah. But. He's an alien from another planet who has superpowers to stop crimes and save lives. Yeah. Where does he mostly work? New York. Yeah. <laughs> right? New York's very crime-based. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? I, like, he's a very... Amer- <coughs> it's truth, justice, and the American way. Yeah. Even at the end, there's that bit where, like... Which, again, is almost like humor. Yeah. Where, like, you know, the general says, you know, how can we be sure that you... Oh, so when he brings down the drone at the end to get their attention. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, so they're driving through the countryside yeah. and he smashes a $12 million drone, political statement again. Yeah. And uh, and says, yeah, got your attention. And they said, how do you know you will, you'll act in the best interests of America? And he's like, well, I was born um, in... Hey, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm born here. In Kansas. Hey, bro. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, like, I'm, I'm also done. Like, I'm done with the new... York I'm really dumb like I feel like after Batman like okay I've seen enough of New York well and also crimes, and, and Spider-Man and also there's a shitload of, of crime going on in Rio de Janeiro right. I mean that's a nightmare yeah get down there someone help those guys out it feels like these days it always has to be very big yes and that's I think is actually part of the problem like well, I, when, when we'll talk about the larger problem of this movie for me the like big problem right well I, I'm just gonna say before we get to that then that the lack of surprise uh, is the thing that I find... Like, you know, so... Like when the aliens come? No, I mean, yeah, but I just mean by everybody in the movie. Oh, like, yeah. And you know in the just final going, scene yeah. where, like, they're fighting? When, like, yeah. right, there's a big battle scene. Everyone seems to have still gone to work that day. Yeah. Did not anyone... Hey, you know how... Remember two nights ago when we got the You Are Not Alone? And yeah. since then there's been a super guy and there's been people destroying cities? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take a week off. I'm not going to go to the office. 
if I live in the place where most of the action seems to be happening, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to... I'll just take a week. Take a little bit of time off. I'll just go to one of the countries that isn't featured in this movie. All right. Well, like, when they're watching at the end, when they're in the office, Fishburne... And and they're watching Perry White. They're watching. But he's black. You say. Yeah. Do you say the joke? Yeah, I get you. <laughs> so they're they're watching this. Thing. And it wasn't that interesting that they got they got Lawrence Fishburne to do that role, and then just said, "But if you could please do nothing, nothing. Could you please do nothing? You know what you did on CSI yeah. for the past couple of seasons? Right. Do that. Do that. Cash your paycheck. Cash your paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> so they're watching the basically the world be destroyed, and they hang out for a good twenty five minutes, and then go, "All right, you guys, let's shut down the office. Let's get out of here." What? what? They're so casual about watching the world be destroyed that you don't even, like, it's insane. Oh, and also, by the way, if you ever need fucking instructions to get from one side of the city really quickly to the other side, ask Lois Lane. She has an amazing capacity amazing. for getting to basically where Superman just got to by flying. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a reporter. She's a reporter. Reporters now have these incredible powers that are just uh, unbelievable. They have underground tunnels. There's an <laughs> underground tunnel network used by reporters. Okay, All right, so, so Zod comes and he announces yeah. we want the alien and yeah. then Superman reveals himself and says, all right, I'll give myself up. Yeah. And then and then it's on. Then the action's on. And right. Yeah, from then it, on, then that's, that's it, literally the whole kind of plot bit of it. Because And I would have, honestly, I would have been happy if the movie had started there because there were two different movies happening. Right. And one was non-linear storytelling yeah. and it was bad. So that was end of part one. End of part one. <laughs> Basically, that was a 45, well, actually more than that, like an hour and 10 version of previously on Superman. (laughs) (laughs) It really was. It really was. Last season on Superman and then the new movie. There were so many... There were so many attempts to, like, wedge in little things, like the the red-haired kid who then works at the IHOP oh. as an adult and, like, little things to wedge So at the start, in. Clark saves the busload of kids and gets seen by and the a, other kids. And, and a kid is bullying him and then yeah. he saves that kid's life. Yeah. And then, like, you know, and then for whatever reason, every bit of action in this film, like, one of the... They smash through his IHOP he works at. I mean, that's lucky. And again, it? and again, not very surprised. No. Not not as surprised as you should be. Or grateful. I mean, or a, anything. A man. Like he's not, nothing. Not not like a not like a rock or something. Like a man just crashed through your building and destroyed it. A, a human being. Right. And then got up and said, well, fuck this. I'm going back out. You've just seen the craziest thing you'll ever see in your life. And you're looking at it like someone ordered an extra pancake. Right. Yeah. Or use that as a moment for humor. Yeah. Like and if they it, didn't. If, weren't you expecting the, him and the kid to look at each other and have a moment? A moment. They did nothing. They don't even have to say something. It was like, like oh, it could I be, know you. Or it could just be like, like, hey, Clark. Or like, you know, whatever. Like, really nervously. Like, hey, you know, that sort hey, of thing. Hey, Clark. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I could, there's some stuff I could have right. told you. Yeah. yeah. There's like, you know, it could have just been, or just, it could have been a look. Like, yeah. if you didn't want to have a line. Yeah. Like, he could have given her like that, like, I know who you are. Yeah. And Clark could have given it that sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And we both, <laughs> that was the worst podcast conversation of all time. <laughs> because I described how it shouldn't be done with words. And then did both those looks to you as <laughs> on a podcast. And I just said, yeah. 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 That's that's called podcasting, people. It's called podcasting. It's probably unfair that we're giving anyone criticism on how to do their art. Yeah. 
Which okay. I don't think I am, by the way. Like, I mean, I like, here's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot about this movie. I think people should see this movie if you think you'd enjoy a Superman I, movie. I overall, here's the crazy thing. I overall enjoyed this yeah, movie. Same, same. I I love the action. Once the action started, I was like, great. Okay, I don't have to. Th- I don't. Except for the Lois Lane shit, it was like I could not. There was nothing I had to like second guess and go, what? Why is that happening? It was all pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, there the, is a point where you just go, oh, it's done, right? Oh, no, there's another he, battle. Like, well, but, I knew that he was going to end up having a fist fight with Zod. Yeah. I mean, that's always but, Which happen. is good. It's fine. Um, I wish, that, I don't know, if, like maybe it would have been a terrible thing to do, but I wish there'd been a Neil before Zod moment because yeah. that's his like famous you know line yeah i think you could do neil before Zod. i agree and i also or did, some take on it i think I, I also think a big problem was that spaceship that zod was on yeah just have him come to fucking earth and yeah. be on earth the spaceship was a way to keep russell crowe in the film yeah and it was weird and it okay, didn't really so work the, the, we haven't said so we haven't talked about that we need to talk about russell crowe popping, Crow Crow popping back in right so it, it fuck fuck everything about so that. he's dead yeah, right. so, he's so, this is the first so he's dead. So he's dead. Now, Superman like fans are kind of used to like. I mean, it's not a new concept. They didn't introduce it as a like. You know, in the Fortress of Solitude, there is like you know part of the Superman story where yeah, you know, Jor-el is able to appear to Superman and which talk is, to him. Which and, is fine. That's but, different. But that's kind of I've always thought that that was meant to be like it's a training program, like that yeah. he's done for him. Right. That he's kind of interactive because it's futuristic past technology right but it's also it, but it's it, recorded it it's feels recorded like it was recorded and it, it it reacts to it's like siri it's a podcast it's siri he did a podcast for his kid yeah right an, a, a but it's an interactive podcast, podcast yeah because you can say hey do this and then do this you know. yeah it is like siri it's a thing yeah. that answers your questions and right it's a thing but it's but it's already pre-programmed and it can't actually develop like it can't fight help you fight a battle no against guys on the ship no it can't do that I mean, what the fuck was that? So the so the idea is he's been uploaded. He gets uploaded into Zod's ship because he designed it. Yeah, you see, well, uh, he's the space. Uh, he's the science. He's uh, a science guy. So he designs. Guy, so he does everything. Everything except for uh, warn people about the. In between being an action hero, working out, making portentous speeches, he also designs spaceships. And then he drives. <laughs> and then he flies around on a bug. And you a know what? Horse. Still has time for his lady. <laughs> 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 So um, he he gets uploaded into the computer system and he's helping out Lois in particular at one stage. And And he's closing doors and opening doors. Right. But the hand gesture, you know, when he's standing near the door, it's like, it's almost hilarious. Because at the start, you're like, oh no, he he was really cool. Like he, action hero, science guy, flying dragons, cool. And now he's like doing this like pretentious hand movement. Well, now he's a a space wizard. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a ridiculous space wizard right but that's flipping what his like. hands and closing doors what? and opening doors like it's just so it's, ridiculous somebody's like it's ridiculous uh, when does a space wizard get uh, what <laughs> this is Superman right <coughs> Superman and the space wizard it's my favorite it's ugh. yeah so he get that and that I think I absolutely agree with you like I, it it was like that thing where you couldn't have done the Lois Lane thing without having him there. Yeah. But you didn't need to do either of those things. No, you didn't. Like... And he, no. Didn't matter. The only reason... <coughs> there were two reasons that was that was done. One was to keep Russell Crowe in the movie, and the other was to 
give her uh, some alone time and get the secret that of how to destroy the spaceship. Yeah. Neither of which mattered. They were just shoehorned in, forced, sweaty script manipulations. Yeah. It was totally unnecessary. And it, but a big, but it kept the big actors in the movie longer. At the end of the day. Also, you know what I found was weird. Like so much collateral damage. Okay, this is the pro- This is my problem with the okay. movie. Okay, all right, cool. Here we go. I uh, I enjoy superhero movies. Yeah, but superhero movies are about hope, right? Generally, and about well, in fact, on someone's stop- on my planet Krypton, this is the symbol for hope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! It's an S. Like even that scene. Mm-hmm. Sorry, even that scene where they have Lois and uh, they have Superman in. Uh, like the interrogation sort of room, you yeah. know, with the, like, so there's this interrogation scene, which is very reminiscent of the Batman yeah. Joker scene. Yeah. But you think, well, perfect. Okay. You know what's great for like a room? Like an interrogation scene is a great place to have some witty dialogue back and forth. Right. To show like, you know. Yes. And particularly in this moment, like it's one of those moments where there could have been a bit more humor because Superman knows that Superman knows. The next door. He's so fucking serious. <clears throat> and so like, it's just so, uh you're right. He could add fun with it. Right. Anyway, yeah. so uh, why did we? Why did I go back you to were that? Bringing I don't it know. Up. Sorry, I apologize. It was about anyway. Uh, there's a lot of collateral damage, is what we were saying. Okay. So are oh, there about hope <clears throat> yeah. on my planet? This is a symbol for hope. Yeah, That's the S I, is yeah. a symbol for hope. Shut up. No, can it be about something else yeah. like Sammy? Uh, I didn't mind that um, the costume came with the um, with the ship though. I didn't mind that idea because, I didn't like, mind that some people have been upset about the fact because, like, traditionally his mum makes his oh, costume. Oh, she does. That's a no, stupid fuck idea. That. that. That doesn't make any sense. Your Why mom does can't. he have the S? Right. Yeah. And your mom's not gonna be like, "You're Superman." <laughs> hey, hey, Clark, you're Superman. I'm gonna make you an S. <laughs> no, I thought that was good. okay. Right. Okay. So, um, hope. You want a superhero movie about hope? Well, here's the thing. In superhero movies, there there can be some destruction. Yes. Right? I mean, of course. he's saving things. Right. As long as he's <clears> saving things. But what happens in this movie is, number one, it's super American-centric. But they ta- they have a, a, a world changer, what's it called? The world whatever altering yeah. machine. World engine. World engine. And they put it on one end of the planet. And then on the other end which would be New York City because they choose that because yep. why not do it in a big city? Right. They put the other side, they put the That's spaceship the there. That's the best place. And then those two things start <laughs> shooting something back and forth that is transforming the planet. Yeah. Right? It's like some gravitational thing. Yeah. <clears throat> now, New York City is destroyed. Yeah. And for me, as someone who watched 9-11, right, I find no joy in watching buildings fall down in New York City. No, it's not. It shouldn't be porn. That's exactly right. And that's right. what it felt like in the movie, right? That's exactly right. It was gratuitous. It was disgusting. There were so many times where you're like, the destruction. And the premise that you had to me like, I don't mind if the idea is that no one's coming to work. Like, yeah. you know what? They're buildings and, uh, you know, I can... Uh, maybe I could enjoy that, but yeah. you've told us that there are people in in, the work, in those buildings, in and the, then there is no way that yeah. in this destruction that has happened right now, that Mill- millions, 
You can't... Millions are dying. Right? There's there's a scene at the end, and this, I mean, well, everything about this has been spoilers, but where Superman, because the whole thing about Superman is Superman doesn't want to kill people, right? right? You know, that's meant to be the thing. And so they have this scene at the end where, like, you know, like he's got Zod in the headlock and, mm-hmm. you know, um, Zod's... And they, the only way they can justify that Superman will kill him to finish this thing mm-hmm. is that he starts his X-ray vision on, like, four, a family. Four people, right? Yeah. Not the family. Yeah, so Superman's suddenly so concerned that he has to break his morals. Yeah. You've killed about three million people. Right? You, you've destroyed a city. Now, it's not his I fault. Don't even know what the fuck, it, I don't even know what the fuck was happening in India because you right. never showed it. No. But India is a place. Right. And that seems like it was also horrible there. Yeah. Maybe you could show, oh, never mind, they're brown. They don't no. matter. The other place is fucked up. <laughs> It's like, like, New York, you should see the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) The, so, so he ends up stopping it, but not until, like, New York is obliterated. To the ground. Do you know what that means to the the actual world? To the world? As a people, as a people... It might get to the point where we're killing each other right. and eating each other. Exactly. The entire economy is destroyed. Destroyed. It is the end of civil. If New York was wiped off the map, it would literally be the end of civilization for a while. We would be fucking murdering each other, like right. just to survive. And I mean the the repercussions that would have in the rest of the world, because you know, for good or for ill, like you know, New York says it's the world's greatest city, but there's a lot to you know be said that what happened, you know, that's why the terrorists chose New York. Yeah. Is it's a symbol like of yeah. you know it's the economic symbol. Right. It's the, it's the, and it's also the place where a lot of the banks are located. Yeah. And all that information is wiped out. Right. Like, that's like, you don't have money now. You don't have anything anymore. No. It's all gone. It's all destroyed. So, so the fact that they just casually do that and then he has a battle with Zod and then you act like, he won. It's the most horrible fucking thing ever that's happened. Right. To and, the plan ever. And uh, like later on, like like in that scene I talked about with the drone, yeah. like he brings the drone down because they're trying to find him. Yeah. But it's just like they're driving out there, and it's like, and they just have this little sort of like, you, you, you only, he's like, you know, it has to be on my terms. Okay, what about helping rebuild New York? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, take a couple of months with your superpowers and grab a fucking hammer, mate. To me, like I mean, I just felt like that uh, did was you, I, made. I, I walked out of there feeling like I watched an action movie that was a bummer. Yeah. yeah. And like, because the big overall tale is that millions of people died right. and everything was ruined. And then he got his shit together and said, that's not what superhero movies are. Like, no. I get that Batman was dark. Yep. This was a whole different level of dark. Right, because... Batman stopped shit at the end of the day. But also, Batman was acknowledging that it was dark. Yeah. Like, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Like, in Batman, that was part of it. Yeah. The the part of it was that, like, this is fucked up, and people are dying, and it's got all fucked... Like, there was no sense of that at all in this movie. No, it's like they do... It's like the same thing you say of those little moments when people see something happen, and they go, oh, all right. That's what happened with the destruction of an entire city. Everyone went, yeah, fuck, right? Yeah. We gotta get a. We probably should get some tents or something to get the paper going tomorrow. Right. Like it was just mind-boggling that that's what you would do with your film. I mean, I I just think the first thing that also the first thing that Superman would do, like in a traditional sort of Superman-style story, if you understood the character at all, is his first instinct would be to 
like lure them as far away yes. from yes like I mean I understand <clears throat> if the like the world engine you have to stop that there but he, the minute like even if the minute you know he'd um, or you know there'd been there should have been a time in the battle if you want to do it in the city where because isn't a traditional Superman no, story that he'll be in a fight but then like there'll be a, 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 a like a shitload of people falling down off something yeah and then he goes and, and saves he'll have them. to go and save them that's exactly what and then he gets like the disadvantage in the that's fight that's exactly right? what was missing in this movie although he did save Lois Lane that way which was like oh yeah fine he's, he goes and saves her and you're yeah. like what about the other millions of people don't care well you're not gonna none fuck them, them so, right. so you're just a man none of them are following gonna your dick filled with his cryptingers <laughs> <laughs> she isn't gonna have a couple of scientists and warlords on her chest later that evening <laughs> You know what you got in your chest right now? <laughs> the best doctor in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you do the movie. You put that world en- engine thing yep. somewhere outside of a city, right. and it's getting close to the city. Yep. Like, you don't have it in the city. You have that threat of, oh, my God, all these people are going to die. Superman saved them. Some people did die. But if it's outside of a city and it's encroaching on that city, then that's terrifying. Right. Also, the other thing is they wanted to obviously show, like they had those cool special effects where the cars, like they had that, they got obsessed with yeah, their they own wanted, yeah, So yeah. like everything smashes down and yeah. it looks great. It looks like, great. It looks fantastic. Of course, people are dying. Yeah. But if you're out, if you started that a bit out of town, right, you would be able to show in graduation and that would be a much more effective special yes. effect because if it started smashing a few small things, like a tractor out yeah. in a thing first and then a shed and then you see it go towards the city and as it yeah. goes, it gets it's smashing more it's and more bigger and bigger things, and, yeah. then surely that's... That's a build. A build, right? The fucking scene... Have you ever seen this scene in a movie? Something big is happening in New York City and people are getting out of their cars and running down a street. Yeah. Or should I say, have you ever not seen that right. movie? <laughs> Every movie. Because I think that was in Pretty's honor. Right. It's in all film. Yeah. Fucking stop it. Right. It's so ridiculous that you guys all shoot the same fucking scene. Yeah, there was such a better way to do that. And, yeah. and honestly, it left me... I don't... I mean, I don't know how people from other countries feel. But as an American, and you can say whatever you want about our foreign policy, we're not the best people in the world. But watching buildings fall... Is disgusting. I uh, yeah, I thought it was really inappropriate, considering where it was, and it wasn't making a point about, yeah, like no. it felt like it was. It felt like it. So because I've you know you've seen movies that are you know metaphors for what happened at nine eleven, uh-huh. and I yeah. think that's fine. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I think yeah. it's probably now overused. It's like okay. it doesn't have to yeah. be the middle yeah. of everything, right? But you know, I yeah. you know I like that. Um, oh fuck, there's a couple. Let's find this ridiculous. Like, there's a Jamie Foxx, Channing, Chan, Channing Tatum movie out, White House Down. Oh, my God. Right, which looks like the worst film of all time. Oh, like, spectacularly bad. But the weird thing is, I saw the other day a fucking another there's The White two. House is there's taken. Two, there was two The White Houses are taken over. Yeah, Olympus has fallen. Yeah. I saw that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is, well, the difference between is, White House Down and Olympus has fallen is uh, in White House Down, the White House actually crashes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it falls out of the sky right <laughs> uh, Jamie well, that- Foxx is a wacky president who wants to put the White House in the clouds 
Well, in uh, in twenty four, a few years ago, the terrorists took over the White House, and I think there were screenwriters who were like, "Yeah, let's do that in a movie." And a bunch. That's how yeah. it happens. Someone's watching the show, and they go, "Oh," and then they so, all do it. If you're using a metaphor to nine eleven, or if you're trying to make a point about that, then I think that's a legitimate thing to yeah. you know put over like a movie but this one didn't feel like they they, they were doing that no, at all no they just they and destroyed so the city you, and yeah ignored but it. also like a major major city like do you know what i mean like it's not it wasn't yeah it was i i found it really weird i found that such a weird choice for superman of all characters of all characters you know who really you know the whole point of superman is that he's too goody two shoes do you know what i mean like that he well look the point we can take away from the movie is that Superman fucked up and he didn't save us, and uh, and we're f- and he's not the answer because the aliens came and ruined everything. Like I am now cooking and eating my sister because I have no food and right. she was the only thing around. Right. And that was just in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, uh, so Superman is not uh, like you walk away from that. And you go, well, Superman's not all that. Like he, everything's right. Fucked. Everything was fucked. Like everything I mean, he fucked. he saved the world, but at what cost? At what cost? Yeah, I mean, what's the world now? Right. Apparently, it's one with drones, and you're driving around in a desert. Yeah. Yeah, really weird movie. Yeah, I thought that was irresponsible. I would say. Oh well, I just didn't think it made a lot of sense. You know, I yeah. didn't feel like it had a sense. Like you were just like, this looks good. It looks great. And if you only concentrate on the idea of, oh, we only really care if the uh, alien who can't die dies. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, Superman's not going to die. Right. And he's the only person you've given us any stakes in whether we care about them yeah. or not. So how do we... And he only will kill the bad guy after the bad guy has killed millions of people, but... But then is going to kill a family, right? With his fire. You've essentially given us a character that ignored. It could have saved his own dad's life, but didn't to keep his secret. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you know, he didn't yeah. want to do that. But yeah. you show that you show him like never helping people all this time, or secretly helping one or two people. But yeah. you know, by baking art out of a truck and by you know, like it's not like he's like you said, he's not solving all the major problems in the world. There's wars right. and shit going on. Yeah. And then eventually, like, he fights off some aliens. Great. Like, and I don't... I'm not saying any of this is Superman's fault. I'm just saying that, like, there's yeah. a lot of collateral damage. Like, there's when Superman's around, a lot of damage. other people suffer, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. Superman Superman for the Earth, as this movie ends, is a complete... He's fucked up. He's right. really fucked up the Earth by being here. By being here. He's led to the death of millions It's not his fault, but he's people. led to the death of millions. Yeah. Because the aliens wouldn't have come for Earth... Unless he was there in the first place. And that's a different Batman. And sure, I mean, Superman, that's a different Superman. And sure, they were trying to... I know they're trying to make it darker. That was like the plan. Right. But this was... This isn't the same dark as Batman. It's not... It's it's weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I felt like it was... Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Do we like the movie less now that we've talked about it? Uh, I... I yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And this is why you should never talk about movies. You should just hold on to whatever feeling you had when you got out of the cinema and not examine why you have that feeling too much. Because well, but to me, this is a... I don't know. This is There's something going on here that's really callous and weird that says something bigger. I just think that the problem is, and 
you can't put it all on one person because there's a million people that make a film. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that Zack Snyder knows what good depth and bad depth and good funny and bad funny and stuff are. I agree, I agree with you. I think he makes a lot of choices mm-hmm. and sometimes they work out really well yeah. and sometimes I just feel like... Even there was this like running kind of filmic like theme where... Like, there'd be little joke transitions between scenes. Yeah. So, like, you know, something big would be going on and you'd see alert, alert on the screen and then it'd pan up and it'd be Lois at the photocopier and it was out of toner. And you were like, uh, I kind of Yeah, that was his get, attempted humour. Yeah, right? Yeah, and bad. there's a couple... Of the, and that, that line at the end, which I've heard quoted as, like, people are being like, oh, there's this really funny line at the end. And I think it's, like, more like, you know, when people are playing at Wimbledon in a tennis tournament and... Yeah, it's the easiest crowd of all time because if you say one, if you roll, yeah, run into the audience and yeah, get a glass of champagne and like take a, everyone's like, oh my uh-huh. God, Roger Federer, yeah. you are a comedy genius. <laughs> or like your wedding speech, you know, easy yeah, easy crowds. And I think that if you've just been pummeled into submission for two hours with no humour, when anyone attempts it, you're like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it the last is line he, with the drone supposed to be funny? Is no, it? the one where the, the girl's like, and she what, he's like, what are you oh, smiling at? Oh, yeah. And she's like, I think he's kind of hot yeah. for a guy who led to the murder of <laughs> people. I guess if you like that sort of thing. If you like a little blood on your hands. If you like an alien who's led to the destruction of millions of lives. Question. Could you fuck him without seeing the death of millions in his eyes? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah they probably. Ga- they gave him no sense to be... Like, when I say I don't think it's fair on Superman, they gave him no sense, that, uh, opportunity to show that he cared. Like, most of the time, yeah. he's fighting the most important fight that's right there. Yeah. But they just should have given him one of those choices between where he had to go and save people just to show that when he has the opportunity well, to save people, he can save people. Well, it's interesting they did that, but but those, but those the, the thing of having, like, this giant thing happening and then going and saving a family, mm. like, they don't work together. Right. Like so, there was like two different movies happening all the time on all these different levels because that was just like it was odd. It was an odd way to end Zog. Here's what I would say that was interesting, um, and I hats off to them for this. I I really sat there entertained for most of it. Yep. yep. So. Like for a movie that I clearly have so many problems with, <laughs> I would I would, rec- I would recommend people go see it. Right, me too. Yeah, yeah. I just and that that in itself was interesting, yeah. and that in itself I thought was kind of part of the problem was it was so consistently kind of entertaining mm-hmm. that I think you never stopped down to go why am I not connecting with this as much as right. I would like to. I be. felt I felt no connection with it. Yeah, except for a slight repulsion at times, but yeah. I was having a good time. Right. Well, you know the special effects and the way they do everything is very competent and you know well done. Yeah, it's just the overall message is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been our uh, spoilers episode. It's like um, it's like Bin Laden came up with the the heart of the movie. <laughs> what was I watching the other night? Where I was like, oh, I can't fucking remember what it was, but there was it was one of those movies where you're like, oh, the message of this is like. That nuclear power is great and that clean energy is like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Really? Um, oh, you know what I did say? Just to end this on a like a more fun note. I oh. saw this as the end. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's I supposed thought it was, to be great. Everyone I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And it's a long time since I've gone, 
to see a comedy movie at the movies yeah. and laughed out loud as much as I did. Yeah. And it makes some choices that I did not expect. And I ne- wouldn't necessarily have even... Like, there's... Anyway, I won't say anything about it because I think people should definitely go and see it. it it's okay. full of surprises. But there's some choices that I wouldn't have made. Uh-huh. And, but they make them so well and so gleefully yeah. that you kind of like... Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. It's your fucking movie. <laughs> and you've entertained the ass off me. So if you yeah. want to finish it like that, you have earned the fucking right to finish it like that. Good. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Dave Anthony. Your album... It's so I'm going, to put this, I'm going to put this up today because I just thought, fuck it, why not? Yeah. I go, we might as well record this and, and put it up. So uh, I'm going to plug Seattle because I'm in Seattle tomorrow and over the weekend at the parlor. So um, if anyone is listening to this in that part of the world, please come down and see the show. That would be cool. And your album Shame Chamber is out now. It's out, right? It's out, yeah. Everyone can get it out, everywhere. Out. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, iTunes. I don't, it's still not up on Amazon, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a Where is the up- best place for you? For people to buy it, like, is there a like a place this, that it helps? Yeah, you, you can. The most? Get, it's fine. iTunes, iTunes, and Bandcamp are are the same, probably, because I can't believe how much iTunes charges people in Australia. How much do they? Oh, in general, in like ge- everything is expensive. It's like my album's like fourteen dollars or sixteen dollars. Takes a long time for the internet to get down to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking outrageous. Like the costs, are it's crazy, insane. So I get whatever I get. Bandcamp is seven dollars American, uh-huh. and I and they take ten percent of that. Okay, and Australia is whatever it is, sixteen dollars, and they that forty percent is gone. So, do the math. What do I get more on? That's the difference, right? But you know, it already helped me with the with the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Like they saw it was number one. They're coming to see me in July, perform live here. So that's what I really needed out of it yeah. for. Right. So that's all fine. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I am also, me and Greg Barron are doing a live podcast in New York City at Union Hall on the 27th, which I think is next Thursday, and uh, with Nikki Glazier as a guest. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. She's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're around there, please go and check that out live. That'll be fantastic. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Will underscore Anderson. You can find Dave at Dave Anthony. If you listen to the show on iTunes, please rate it. We love if you do that. And uh, I want to give a shout out yet again to the wonderful people at um, Tofop Quotes, both on uh, Twitter and on Tumblr. The Tumblr page in particular. I, yeah. I Seriously, they're just doing a heap of the old episodes and it's great for me. I, I enjoy it. I don't know if anyone else is reading it. Makes it makes me laugh. But I'll yeah. tell you what, it, ma- it makes me laugh. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is like... One day I'm going to steal my own dialogue <laughs> for something. Some of this is actually funny. <laughs> Don't listen to the whole episode. It's just the funny bits yeah, that they... just the funny parts. That'll be fun. Uh, all right, we'll talk to you uh, next time. Bye-bye. Fla-floop. Fla-floop. <laughs>